We're going to get into our question for this week. But I'm going to build the question up a little bit before I tell you the question. So, <clears throat> so you know, we as people live in potential. It, I see this in my classroom a lot. So if a student comes into my class and they think they'll only make a B, guess what they do? They work for a B. Can you agree with me? If a student comes in thinking they're going to make a C because they've been bad at math, guess what they work for? A C. I'll give you an example of this. I had a kid, he was playing baseball, so he needed a pass, but he hated math. So he, uh, he got the test, he looked at it, wrote his name at the top, and handed it right back in without doing anything. I was like, what are you doing? There's going to be a zero. He said, I'll just do corrections. I know I'll get a 70 if I do corrections. I was like, what? That's not how this game works. So my correction policy changed after that. <laughs> but all of it to say, he thought something about himself, and because of that, he worked up to that. <clears throat> we as people are very much, we live into what's possible, our potential. Right? So I wanted to bring a story. There is a, a man, a beggar, and he was, this is in Acts chapter 3, and he was asking for, for money. And Peter and James were walking by, and he said, could I have some money? And what did they say? Do y'all remember what he said? They said, silver and gold have I not, but in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. So it was interesting. What was he living in? All he could think with, his potential was, all people can give me is money. That's all people could, in his worldview, nothing else. But the two recognize I could give him something better. And I think about this. What if Peter and John, James had a dollar and they gave it to him? And then they just kept walking. Think how sad that guy's life would have been. When we understand potential, we can live into potential. Does this make sense? So for us as people, we have certain things that we think about for potential. I can see myself making more money. And therefore, I try for more money. Does that make sense? I can see that. I've seen someone make $100,000. I've heard of this. Million, a billion. So then I think, okay, I want to work towards more money because we think that's possible. Does this make sense? In our workplaces, we see ourselves moving up. We've seen people move up. So we think, I want to move up. But then I think, what is the potential of a Christian life? I think many of us are so weak and so fragile because we think this is it. We look at our services and it's just, I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. It's a TED Talk with the concert. That's the potential that people see. Hey, have a really good set, have a really good word, and I'm happy. Is that it? Is that the potential that's available? Because we have to honestly answer that. Like Once you understand your potential, you can live into your potential. So the question that I want to ask you is this honestly. What, what is the potential of a Christian? What is possible from a Christian life? And I want you to think for your own life. What is the potential? Because as you understand potential, you can focus on it and move towards that. Because the truth is you're moving towards something. And you're moving toward the potential of something. All I'm asking you today is move toward the potential of your Christian life. 
So I ask you honestly, what is the potential of a Christian's life? Okay, well, let's get into it then. Um, I, we're going to be looking again at the question is, what is the potential of a Christian? But we're going to be looking at the text to guide us. So we're going to look at the last five verses. Last six, I'm sorry. So I'm going to read it, and we're going to go through it together. Because it's kind of a, like a, in the Malayalam, is the word like kati. Like it's like thick. Like there's a lot in the text. So we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 18. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. So do you all understand what's being said right there? I'll go verse by verse. So we are not like Moses. So you all know who Moses was. He's the one who led the people of Israel out of Egypt. Can you all agree? So we're not like Moses who put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. So what is it talking about right there? Do you all know what it's talking about? When Moses went up to the mountain to get the commandments, remember he got the two tablets from God. So he stood face to face with God as God inscribed the tablets. And so what was happening is, and then when he came back down, what they said was his face shined so bright because he was in the presence of God. And so the people were so afraid that he covered his face till the glow left him. So what it was saying is um, that he was, so he had to cover his face for that. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. So what it's saying is, when Moses got that, he was giving the Israelites the way of life. The commandments were the guide to the way of life. But if you ever read throughout the New Testament, what do we understand about those commandments? Although they gave life, they many times brought death. Because if you ever try to follow all the commands of God, what you realize is you can't. It is too hard. This thing that was meant to give us life, in reality, brought us death. So their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the Old Covenant is read. Which means, if you live today looking at the Old Testament laws and saying, let me just try to obey God and do everything, your mind is dull. You don't understand the new way that Christ has given us. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their heart. So the old way, the Old Testament, if you're trying to just follow with God's commands, you won't find life. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And I'm going to jump to verse 18, and it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate. Let's read actually together. We're going to read verse 18 together on the count of three. One, two, three. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So what is it saying? I want you guys to tell me, what is the potential of a Christian being ever transformed into the image of Christ with ever-increasing glory. You know, the first few verses said, you know, if the old law had that much glory that Moses shined, this new law will be even more glorious. You will shine like 
Jesus. That is the potential of a Christian. You will shine. As you're turning more into more like Jesus, you will shine. Isn't that amazing? We will shine with glory, the glory of God. And these are all big ideas. And you're like, what does this even mean to shine? Like, will I literally have a glow on my face? But I'll give you an example of this. And can you all tell me who this person was? person was being stoned. Do you know who that was? Stephen. And Stephen was stood up for God. He followed the new way and said, Jesus, you are the path. And he shared with the people about Jesus. And in that pe- moment, the people were so upset that what did they do? They picked up stones and they began to stone him. And in that moment, do you know what happened? He looked up to heaven and he said, I see, the glory, I see Jesus seated on the right side. And the glory of God was on Stephen. And that's amazing. Here's the idea. The second you accept Jesus in your life and you want to walk in his ways, in what he's called you to do, and look like an image of Jesus, you may not even think it, but you shine with glory. People see you differently. That is the potential of a Christian. We are ever transforming so that the glory of God shines on us. To me, that is amazing. I don't know about you guys, but that makes, like when you are willing to say, okay, my old way of life, I can't do this. I can't react like I used to. I can't be like I used to. Let me be like you, Jesus. And as hard as that is, Man, when you begin to shine and people notice that, you are different than the people around you. You shine like light. I'm going to give you an example of this. I had, I had this Smith, uh, a Smith Wigglesworth story, and I always bring those up. Did you know that when you're so full of the Holy Spirit, your very presence as you walk into a room will convict people of their sin? This happened to Smith Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth all the time. He didn't say a word. He didn't wear a t-shirt that says, I love Jesus. And he didn't wear a decal on his forehead. He would just walk into the trains and public spaces and people would fall on their knees and say, pray for us. Pray for us. You convict us of our sins. This was because the glory of God rested on his life. And that is the potential of a Christian. That when you give up your way of life, which we want to hold on to, when you give up your way and say, God, it's about you, you will walk into a space and God's glory will convict. And by no means am I there. You know, I say all these things, by no means am I there. But when I see the potential, this is what I'm going after. All of the things of this world will fade. But when we can do these things, we can bring people to God. I will say this. This is a very, I think this is one of our guiding themes of our church. You know, what is the mission of our church? We want to look like Christ. So this sermon today is a very, these are some of the pillars of our church. And as I get into some of the pillars of how we are going to specifically try to have the glory of God on us, I want you to consider this is what our church stands for. So the first thing, well, I ask, how do we transform into his image? Because that's the goal for the Christian. We want to transform into his image. The first thing I want to say is I want us to begin to ask for supernatural experiences like Arlie was mentioning. When is the last time we've asked for that? You see Jesus here in the story, he was with Legion. 
this man who couldn't be controlled by anyone. There were, you know, there were thousands of demons in him. This man had no sense. And in a moment, with the presence of God, the man was healed. And I think, man, what could it be like if we were that? What could it be like if we asked for that? But when's the last time we even asked for that? Man, there are people who are struggling around us. The more I live, the more I learn, our generation is struggling with anxiety and depression. And I just believe that if we can ask for these experiences, man, there are breakthroughs available for people. There's a verse in John chapter 14 that says, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things. Do you understand that Jesus' promise is if you believe in him, you will do even greater than he did. So if there's a thousand demons that Jesus healed, we will heal a million demons. You think the worst person ever, God can heal in a moment. But I have to ask you, have you asked for the supernatural experiences in your life? And if not, you have to ask, am I even living into the potential of what it means to be a Christian? The potential of a Christian is that you can live fully. You can see supernatural experiences. Man, more, now more than ever, the world needs this supernatural God that we have. Now more than ever. And I do believe this. As we do this, our meetings change. Our meeting is not just about singing some songs. It's about, God, won't you move here? God, you know, really, my parents said this, and I've mentioned it here before, but I'll say it again. Like when people would be sick, people would just sit around and worship God because they understood one thing. When God's presence comes, sickness can't be in that place. Why don't we ask for that anymore? Why don't we? Because we've capped our potential. And I want you to open your potential of what God can do. God can really heal some people. And yet we're just okay with this. So I want to encourage you in this week, ask God for supernatural experiences. For your life personally, for your family, for our church, and for the community at large. Because I believe that just like Smith Wigglesworth, when God's presence comes on you, you will walk into a space and there will be healing. I believe that. You will walk into a space and there will be conviction. So that's the first thing. Ask for supernatural experiences. The second thing, this is a common one I talk about, is focus on transformation of character and mindset. We're talking about the potential of a Christian. And our potential is being the image of God and having the glory of God. So you have to consider today, am I focusing on my character and my mind, my mindset, my mindset shifting? That was a tongue twister, I'm sorry. Am I changing my character to his character? Or am I just doing what I always want to do? You know, I have an image of Jesus on the cross. And I want you for a moment to think about Jesus on the cross. You know, Jesus on the cross is at his weakest. Like he, he's literally beaten, right? They've like made fun of him. He's naked. He's ashamed in front of all of these people. And in this moment of utmost difficulty, where it is, he had the right to say whatever and do whatever. You know, we always, when we feel like we have a right, we will do whatever and say whatever. If I'm stressed, 
if I'm frustrated, I do whatever. In that moment, what does Jesus say? He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He is the image of what your character can look like. What a God we serve. How loving is this God? You know, when people talk smack to me in sports, I want to say something back. <laughs> Two weeks ago at soccer, this little kid was saying so much, so I just said things back to him. And I'm like, man, what a beautiful image. He is literally being destroyed, and he loved them. And so I want to encourage you, you want to be the glory of God to the people around you. Ask for supernatural experiences because he's the one who does it. And focus on your character shifting. Because as it shifts, as you become his image, you, you understand how much the world is going one way and he goes a different way. I'll give you a, a, a very real example of this. So I had one of my most ignorant students that I've ever had was at Poteet. I remember I was teaching her a lesson on factoring. And I was like going through it and I finished the lesson. She was like, Mr. Thomas, you didn't teach that right. I was like, what? <laughs> How do you know? And she's like, well, last year my teacher taught me different. And so she went and showed me. I was like, because I want to give her a chance. And she was saying it wrong. I was like, you're not right. Like, I'm saying it right. She's like, no, I'm right. And it's like, she, one of my most ignorant. So the entire homework, the entire quiz, the entire test, she just did it her way. And I had to give it wrong every time she was doing it wrong, right? She just thought she was like, like, she thought she knew what she was saying. So she was like a frustrating one. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with frustrating people. But I just kept trying to be nice, just as I always am. Two or three years ago, I, I posted during Teacher Appreciation, Appreciation Week, I wrote on my wall, hey, if you have any memories of me, if you've been my old student, please like share any stories. And she was one of the ones. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what is she going to say? But she wrote on there, like, the one thing I remember about him is that he was so nice and that he was a light in the school. And I thought to myself, literally the Bible says, you are the light of the world. Someone actually said that. And it made me think, in the most frustrating situation, it, with the most ignorant people that you feel like, I need to tell them something. When you are loving and kind, you shine. There is something about you so different. But that's just, I didn't do that on my own accord. It's me saying, Jesus, you showed me first. Let me just show that to others. And as you do that, it, the verse is, we are ever increasing his glory. Like the glory of God shines on you. And in the hardest situations when you love, that you are shining his glory. So I want to encourage you. Are you mindful of your character to the point that people see the glory of Jesus in your life? They stop seeing you and they start seeing something different. They say, what is wrong with this person? Why are they not like us? Why don't they get mad? Why don't they do the things we do? And like I said, these are things we're going to keep talking about. So what was the first thing I said? What should we ask for? Supernatural experiences. The second thing is, Focusing on your character and mindset. And the last thing is choosing to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And this is, I hope, one of the lifeblood of our church. You know, the name of our church is the Serving Church. I pray that every room you enter into, you take on the image of Jesus, who was God but didn't consider himself equal with God, who didn't come to be served but to serve. 
Man, what could it be like if a group of people entered every space and they said, I just want to serve this space. And you're like, man, Sam, you don't get all the things I have to do. I'm so busy. But it's like saying Jesus had every right not to, yet he did. So I want to encourage you, you know, Jesus just got down and did the lowest job possible, washing the feet of those nasty, crusty disciples. Those people were probably disgusting. You know what I mean? We have lotion and nice things today. They didn't have any of that. You know, they didn't wear shoes all the time. And in the midst of that, Jesus gets down and does the most disgusting thing. And my prayer is that we want to take His image. We want to reflect His glory. And you know, the way you do that is by serving. Everywhere you go, there's always opportunities to serve. You know, I went, when we were playing in the soccer tournament, and we had, there was like nine teams. It was one of the more bigger tournaments. And because of that, there was water bottles everywhere. I feel like people just drink water and just throw it to the side and they just leave it there. There was probably like 100 to like 300, so many bottles just laying around. And people just leave it. People didn't do anything. And so I just thought maybe one small thing that we can do is just serve. And so I just tried to pick up the bottles. And you know what's cool is other people were doing it too. So it's just when we all serve together, we become an image of Christ. You know what was even more pathetic? Like there was a lot of the people didn't like how the coordinator ran things. They literally went up to him and they were like, you're not doing it right. They were like yelling at him. He's like this 21-year-old kid. And I was like, dude, it's just a kid. We're playing PYZD soccer. These things don't matter, guys. So again, service is about the idea of picking someone up. So I just went up to him and I'm like, man, you're doing a good job. Don't let these people bother you. Like, it's fine. And he was like, it, it made him feel a little better, but you could see he was so hurt. And one of his family members was watching, came up to me on the side, I was like, thank you so much for doing that. And we don't recognize service can go such a long way. And as we do that, I want you to recognize it's not about me. I don't care. It's about me just saying, I want to show this Jesus who served me first. He loved me when I was unlovable. Let me just do this for somebody else. So I ask you, do people see the glory of Jesus through your service? When you enter a space, may you look like Jesus through your service. You know, the Bible has so much of how we can look like Jesus. If we were to, you know, there's a verse that says, like, if you were to write everything about Jesus, there would be not enough volumes to contain him. Like, if we were to really try this, it would be a lifelong process. What I'm asking you today is just focus on these three things. And really, it, it starts with asking the question, what is the potential of a Christian? And even more than that, even more than just us transforming to look like him, my prayer is that the glory of God will shine on us. Just like Moses went up and spent time in God's presence, that when he came down, there was a shine. As you walk in his ways, there will be a shine about you. And here's the most beautiful thought. As you walk in that shine, people's lives are impacted. You change the life of people, not because you are publicly saying anything, but just by your presence. I'll say one last thing and I'll end. You understand, when, when Stephen did what he did, do you know who was in that place? Who was there watching the clothes as Stephen was being stoned? Saul was there. 
Saul was standing there guarding the clothes. And we know what Saul did. Saul converted to Paul. But I believe this. As the glory of God comes on us, it impacts people that God has an avenue to interact with them. But it's your responsibility today to say, God, I want to live into the fullness of my calling. I want to live into the fullness of what a Christian life can look like. And so that's my prayer for all of us as a community to get together. That's my prayer. So take a moment and ask God, God, is there anything in specific that you want to speak to me right now? Was it my spiritual experiences? God, is it, is it my character or is it even my focus on serving? God, talk. Ask God to talk to you right now and convict you of where you need to be convicted so that we can be different and that we can be ever increasing in the image of God and the glory of God.